Indiana Jones 10 most iconic moments to see if it actually jugs your memory. Jug band Christmas. Jug it, shake it loose, give it a little tap, give it the office, give it a little flick, and see if you like, oh yeah, that's why I love Indiana Jones. So you want to go through, this will be in no particular order. I'm just going to give you 10 of them. Okay. Are you ready? Sure. All right. I think everybody knows this first one. I'm just going to give you the face and I'm going to give you it right here, right? You know what I'm talking about. Right. That's Infl- Alfred Alfred Molina. That was Alfred Molina? That's Alfred Molina. Oh Doc- Dr. Otto Octavius. Do you have a mind-blown thing right there? I had no idea that was Dr. Otto Octavius. Yeah, no, that's him, man. Wow. That was one of his first roles. Holy smokes. That was great. Give me the abinet. I threw you the whip. Give me the whip. Adios. That was great. Infiltrating and then escaping the temple containing the golden idol. Everyone remembers the sand, the gimmick, the weighing. Anytime you're trying to do the weigh gimmick, you think of that. And then everyone knows the boulder. They even honored it in the Dial of Destiny trailer. You see a boulder. So I think everybody, that that was our first intro to Indy, right? That was the opening scene. Yeah. So you knew that was coming. I need to si- I need to hijack this, the podcast for a second. Yeah, you brought it. up the Dial of Destiny trailer again. Uh, there's one shot in that trailer where uh, it looks like they're flying the Millennium Falcon. Oh, really? Did you not see that? No, I didn't see that. <laughs> you didn't notice the part with the Millennium Falcon? No. I'm going to have to pull that up. Oh, All my right. goodness. I have keep no keep going through the action sequences. Yeah, so I think that was the, a very memorable moment. Everyone knows the idol. Everybody knows that for Raiders Lost Ark. Okay, second most iconic scene. Chasing the antidote across the nightclub floor in Shanghai. Anything goes. I think you remember this as being something different because Marion wasn't there. It opened up the scene. He was in uh, the white tux instead of the Indiana Jones stuff. You had the she was going for the diamonds while he was going. Then the ice got spilled all over. I think it was every. Do you are, are you have fond memories of that scene? I love that opening sequence yeah. from Temple of Doom. Anything goes. It's it was perfect. <laughs> Everything about it, like because that was so much action. Then you think he escapes. You think he finally gets the antidote. He's, and then he closes it, and then you realize that that gangster also owns the plane that he's going about. So like it was, it felt like a roller coaster ride. So, but I I, I think anytime anybody says anything goes. I'm not, I'd be lying if I said, you know, nine times out of ten, that song's not going through my head. Here, let me pull up the screenshot from the Dial of Destiny trailer, and you tell me. What? That looks exactly like the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, what's going on here? Oh, wow. You didn't catch that before. No, I didn't until just now. How many times did you watch that trailer? I, I only watched it a couple of times. Like, I didn't watch it, like, a ton of times. Looks like we got. Um, a little crossover. Yeah. You know, they're going to, well, they're going to, well, maybe they are going to fan service. And this is just like, well, we'll we'll at least connect you to Star Wars. But like right there, they've already did more than they did in Last Jedi to connect the past to the future. (laughs) But yeah, that's very cool. I had no idea. All right. So let's go to the next iconic scene, which this was in in Last Crusade. I'm just going to say it and I'm going to. Like the two I just said were big whoppers. I'm going to see if you think this is another whopper. No ticket. I mean, it's a classic line. Right. I just felt like that was a big part of the line. But yeah, in Last Crusade, Indy and his father hitch a ride on the Zeppelin to get out of the lion's den, disguise himself as a ticket collector, fighting the Nazis. 
and get in there and throws one of the Nazis out and says, no ticket. But that's a big gif. That's a big gif in IT too, right? If somebody tries to drive by and they're like, hey, can you help me with my computer? No ticket. So that's, I feel like that's how I noticed. So I guess it would consider it iconic. But Last Crusade came out towards the end of the 80s, right? So I felt like what we were talking about earlier with the blob, it had the disadvantage of the time and the sensibilities of culture was changing. You know, we we're about to get into the, the gritty, grimy 90s, which is a little bit uh, different. So I feel like the Last Crusade doesn't, like, everyone feels that's a little bit more of a down film. Not as down as Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but a little bit down compared to the other two. The other two scream 80s. I have no heat with Last Crusade. Yeah. I, I know folks, some folks think it's not, uh, maybe it's the least of the trilogy. I don't really think so. No. No, I have no, I got no heat with Last Crusade. I think it's a perfect trilogy. And, you know, do you feel this as well? Like, uh, I feel like uh, the. Do you ever see that one episode of It's Always Sunny uh, in Philadelphia where they're doing Indiana Jones? No, I didn't see that episode. So they're doing Indiana Jones for whatever reason. They're trying to steal an idol out of some family's house, and they got the hat and the whip. And uh, Charlie calls Indiana Jones a dumb movie, and Mac is just like terribly offended. <laughs> do you ever feel like that? Like it's just it's almost like uh, the smart intellectual version of other trilogies that folks are into yeah i guess you do you can feel like that but again it was such a the thing about the indiana jones i don't know if this is answers your question but like it spans the decade right so raiders of the lost ark was 81 temple of doom was 84 last crusade was 89 in a way you're dealing with three different film generations, right? It's bridging gaps between the 70s and the 80s. And then Temple Doom, you're smack in the middle of the 80s. And then 89, like I was saying, you're going to a dif different sensibility. So there's going to be some people that jumped on late and they're going to be like, ah, that's dumb because they watched it f from a different lens at a different time, if that makes sense. No, I hear you. Yeah. So uh, Mike saying no short round sours me a bit. I bet it's like Bumblebee Transforms movie good enough for these times. It's possible. Yeah, I was really bummed out that we weren't going to get short round because we got their reunion IRL first time they saw each other. And they were like, oh, this is a perfect time, right? He's having a little bit of a resurgence with everywhere, everything all at once. So I thought it was like a slam dunk to get him in there. But it didn't. Like if you were looking to continue... The trilogy, I think people would accept, you know, modern day short round as part of like an Indiana Jones, like you can call it Indiana Jones, but it's like a crew of them and you can have two or three of them and they go on different adventures, but now they're like grown up goonies. Right. Versus just having it, the heavy being on one, one guy's shoulders, but is what it is. All right. Next iconic scene okay now we're going to be digging a little deeper we're going to another level here so i'm curious if you're going to get this do you remember indiana jones fighting the burly luftwaffe mechanic remember yeah that? the guy gets uh the bare knuckled fist fight he's in he gets eaten by the propeller blade yep so you would you consider that the iconic 
Uh, there's a tradition in Indiana Jones movies that Indy is thrust into fist fight with men who are much larger and stronger than him. He gets his ass handed to him, provides some slapstick comedy relief before he thinks of a solution to thwart his combat. This tradition started in Raiders when Indy found himself going toe-to-toe with the burly Luftwaffe mechanic. And then, like you said, he's hopelessly outmatched when he sees a spinning propeller coming up. He curls him up into a ball. The mechanic isn't so lucky. Uh, turns into ketchup. Am I, I'm going to have to cut a promo on this list because it just occurred to me. Outside of Kingdom and the Crystal Skull, is there any indie action sequence that is not iconic? That's a good question. I do you, now, yeah. And to add a, a level A beat, are, do you think there's going to be any less uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull scenes on this list <laughs> that are considered iconic? Um, I'm going to say no. Okay. Unless they're considered iconic, ironically. That's a good question. So I only glanced through screen, uh, ScreenRant.com's list here, so I, I, I wanted to get the full reaction with you. So I don't know if that's true or not. I just saw the first two, and I'm like, and I was sold. Anything goes. I was in. So, yeah, cut a promo on the list, but let's let's keep going, and let's save it. You might have some more f- fuel for later. Uh, next one does come from Last Crusade. Sean Connery's Indy's father, Henry Jones Sr. Don't call me Junior. Do you consider that Don't Call Me Junior iconic? I consider Sean Connery being in Indiana Jones iconic as it is, right? Because this time people are like, wow, this, that's like the former James Bond is now in Indiana Jones. Like, yeah, that's sort of, the, that's sort of the, the gimmick, isn't it? James Bond is Indiana Jones' dad. Yeah. And that that worked really well. I, I would have considered more, and I don't know if that's on the list of them being tied up back to back and then trying to blow the fire out more iconic. Uh, but as pro wrestling, uh, a pro wrestling channel, that's one of the things we cover here. I believe this is where Chris Jericho got his insult of calling people junior back in his WWE days. And Vince McMahon loved it because in real life, Vince McMahon, who's a junior, hated to be called junior. So when Chris Jericho called somebody, listen up, junior, Vince is like, ha, ha, junior, I love that. Keep using it. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Indiana Jones to thank for one of Chris Jericho's many, many gems that he's provided to pro wrestling. So it's iconic in a sense from a certain point of view. All right. Next one. Yeah, I would say hands down, this is one, and you're going to get it too. Which, by the way, man, I don't know if you have that list in front of you, but if you find that picture, Harrison Ford is packing some guns in this when he chopped down that rope bridge in Temple of Doom. And I don't remember the exact line, but it was great. He did said something to the lines of, you're going to see him in hell. And he had the machete, and he started chopping the rope bridge. He says, Mugaram, prepare to meet Kali in hell. Yeah, yeah. that was a great line. He is pretty jacked in the footage. Yeah, look see. at that. Holy smokes. He's got those carpenter arms. <laughs> Estaba fuerte. Yes, that is true. Uh, yes, Y2K was full of hot air. But that sword scene was so good because it's not what you expected. And it really did so good, and he did the chop, and then the people falling. It was just like, that was so much action in there. And funny enough, my brothers and I, when we used to wrestle each other, we used to use that same 
move that my dad tried to do it to us as well when we we're just like screwing around wrestling they tried to do the i'm gonna pull your heart out of your chest so it was basically the von eric iron claw in your chest because remember he was always trying to rip people's hearts out literally out of their chest with his bare hand and then that happened on the bridge because his hand he would do his chant his hand would heat up and he was going to rip your heart out and then he tricked him and then he went for the 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 gimmicks he was trying to grab i thought that was a great scene so i would consider that very iconic um short round fleas from the thuggy cult making their way across the rickety bridge so good stuff on that one uh next up we're going to stick with the last crusade and we're talking about that the origin story uh, Indiana Jones days as a Boy Scout. So no de-aging. This was River Phoenix, who was a big deal at the time. Uh, what did you think? Would you? I guess you would consider that iconic. Because I remember there was a big... When they were going to do the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, I thought it was just like a slam dunk that they were going to get River Phoenix, but they did book somebody else to do it. Yeah, because he had passed at the time. Yeah. But man, can you imagine like... They would have had like Indiana Jones being a hit series today, and then you get a young Indiana Jones, and you, you book a big talent like that. Like a streamer just made a ton of cash just by me saying that. So I would consider that iconic for sure. No argument here. No argument there. Uh, yeah, the next one, it's got to be snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? I think, oh, that's just my pet snake, Reggie. And then you also have the scene of him. Uh, and this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler. Maybe we throw this into our special. Uh, his Achilles heel is snakes, and he went face-to-face with Cobra. Right? So I think when you think of Superman, Kryptonite, his weakness, Indy's weakness is snakes. So just in a anytime there's a snake in an Indiana Jones movie, it's kind of iconic. <laughs> well, there's a snake in every movie. Yeah. There's never not a snake. Nope. No, there isn't. And and that's, well, you know, there's never, is there ever a Superman movie where they at least don't bring up kryptonite? I feel like if you have somebody that's all powerful, you need to at least at the time have a little bit of their weakness, a threat to add a little bit of the suspense. <laughs> snakes, snakes. I don't know no snakes. Joe, Joe Pesci's all alone. <laughs> he sounded like a snake. <laughs> All right, and I think this might be the last one. There's no numbers next to it. No, no, there's two more. Uh, Choosing the true Holy Grail. The MacGuffin in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. (laughs) I mean, I think that's that's up there, right? I I, I find that scene to be really good because I think it went, went a direction that you didn't expect, and it showed like a true leap of faith and the a little bit of the switcheroo a little bit of the ruse so i felt like there was for what they were trying to do it was great i don't know if you would consider that like iconic but i felt like for what they were trying to do it worked really well the knight doesn't just hand you the grail you have to pick it from an array of cups i love that because it's just going to add some kind of suspense so like iconic for the series I don't know, but great for that film. Yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. Agreed. I mean, I think it's I think it's iconic. Doesn't that get uh, Doesn't that get uh, dropped quite often? Where someone's like, "You have chosen wisely." Yes. <laughs> so I mean, as when you that that whole reveal of the knight being in there, I think that was a that was a big pop. 
Yeah. That that the Knights Templar. The Knights Templar, yep. and he's a three hundred year old knight or whatever. That was good. I I think it's iconic. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll give it to you. Like I I enjoyed it at the ending. I just compared it to some of the other scenes, especially the scene we're about to talk. Which, if this was listed in the proper order, this still would be the number one scene. With everyone thinks about it, it's shooting the swordsman in Cairo. And we'll just like read it right from Screen Rant. Without a doubt, the quintessential Indiana Jones moment. A swordsman shows off his impressive skills, ready to fight Indy, and Indy just unholsters his revolver and shoots him dead. Uh, and you knew that that wasn't part of the script, right? No, they did that because uh, somebody got injured or something? Uh, he had a, a Harrison form. A Harrison Ford had some kind of stomach bug. So he had explosive, you know, coming out. Coming out both ends. Yeah. So they want. So he improved that because he's like, I. We just need to end this day. That's that's the story. The scene was actually Harrison Ford's idea, along with the Ford, along with the rest of the cast and crew, except for Spielberg, who brought his own food. So he was on set for this one. Had gotten really sick from food poisoning while shooting Raiders in Tunisia. There was a lengthy choreographed fight between Indy and the swordsman, but Ford didn't feel up to it. And suggested just shooting the guy. Spielberg loved the idea, and it became the character's finest hour. <laughs> Magic on set. Yeah, that was to me that I would. Sometimes cons- that's how it goes. You just what you come up with on set. This is Indiana Jones. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Improv that like way iconic stuff because I remember my dad seeing the sitting next to my dad and seeing this, and I remember him popping huge for this. Because it was just like Harrison Ford being the great actor that he is. The way he sold it, his facials, the way everybody else registered what just happened. You have the big iconic fight that's about to happen. He's like, whatever, boom. I think it was just great. So great job on making that the number one. Or if it is not the number one, we're going to make it our number one. Uh, And that's the end of the list. So we were correct that there are no iconic moments in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull for Screen Red. But can I give an honorable mention? Because in a way, to quote J. Jonah Jameson of Spider-Man, he doesn't want to be famous. I'll make him infamous. Do you not think it's infamous of going in the refrigerator and sitting through a nuclear bomb and getting blasted across the sky? Isn't that iconic in a way? I mean, that's infamous in, in, the, three, yeah. in the Three Amigos kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lip balm? Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. I mean, it 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 pretty much fonzied its way into being an icon, right? Because that replaced jump the shark, uh, nuke the fridge, nuke the fridge became jump the shark. Yeah, which is uh, what an awful idea. 